here. <laughs> Sounds not? like it. Why not? Yeah, let's just let's just lead off with that. But I'm here with uh, my podcast brothers here, and we're here with the toast of the town in Boise, Scott. Scott, how you doing, sir? Doing well, thanks, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I thought you'd appreciate that one. And I've got this beautiful Irish bastard here named Colin. Colin, how you doing, <laughs> sir? <laughs> doing pretty good. Thanks, Hunter. Yeah. I thought you'd appreciate those intros. but <laughs> Yeah. I think that's a... Is that a, is that a cocktail? The stubbly Irish bastard. Yeah, yeah. Irish bastard. That should be yeah. a cocktail, dude. That's oh. a, dude. That's a good name for one, dude. Invent that mm-hmm. shit, man. You got it. Yeah, <laughs> just some yeah. It's just it's just a it's just a glass full of Jameson, like half full. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds perfect. But uh, mm-hmm. but guys, we are here for. I actually think this is my favorite podcast of the year. So we're here to talk about our top ten best of. We. Did, Yay! Yeah, we, we did our award. <laughs> that was that was beautiful. I'm excited. All right, I like this one. I do too. Honestly, yeah. this is this is our. It's gonna be. I mean, we all know we're all gonna have Krampus on there. Yep. <laughs> and get hard. Yeah. So Krampus and get hard. Top top two for all of us. But um, we just did our worst of podcasts a few weeks ago. Which, if you haven't listened to that. You definitely should. You'll, it'll give you context for how nice we're about to be the films we loved. Um, so there was a lot of shit that came out this past year, but there was so much good shit. Like the good stuff that came out was so good. So um, the criteria for this is they had to have been movies that got wide release before December 31st of last year. So when you hear, why isn't The Revenant on your list? That's why. So probably be on my list for this year, but not for last year. Um, so that's the only, uh, that's really the only caveat. Uh, I will throw this out here too. Uh, I didn't get to see every Oscar movie. I missed the big short, which I was trying to see, but just could not get around to. Uh, I didn't see Carol. I didn't see, uh, uh, what was that? The Danish Girl of Brooklyn. So those were the movies I just didn't get a chance to see as far as being big Oscar movies. Um, so didn't get to see everything, but we will talk about what we did get to see. So... Um, we are going to start off here with everyone's top, uh, uh, bottom five to f- 10 through five. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to start off with, uh, our youngest podcaster here, Scott. Would you like to go ahead and kick us off, sir? Yeah, I will. Uh, so yeah, this one was tough. I didn't, I didn't know that the Revenant wasn't a wide release. So, um, spoiler alert, that is on my list somewhere, um, so I might have to replace it, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with it. Uh, well, I'll just have nine, I guess. Um, so number ten on my list um, is one that I don't know if Hunter you got around to seeing or not. Okay. Um, uh, so the the end of tour is what it's called with Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg. I didn't get a chance um, to see that. No, I didn't. That one was I. That was kind of like my surprise movie that I saw this year. Um, one of those ones I, um, I think I, red boxed it, and ended up just really, really liking it. And because you don't really see Jason Siegel in this kind of role very often, um, and Jesse Eisenberg was surprisingly good. 
I know. Yeah, we... Jesse Eisenberg didn't make me hate him in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I know we, we bashed on him a lot, and he's he's been in some questionable roles, but certain roles really really do come to him, and I think this was one of them. Would you, Jay, Hunter, you can say something. I was gonna say. So you said certain roles just come to him. So you're saying that he's gonna be a bad Lex Luthor? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, we'll see, to be determined. <laughs> I had to get that um, in there. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and I also wanted to preface, too, um, that I did not get around to seeing a few of them, um, Brooklyn or, or The Room as well. I did not get around to seeing that, which I'm um, regretting. Um, go Moving, I, I really like that one. It, it, it goes, it follows uh, Jesse Eisenberg as a Rolling Stones reporter, basically. Um, I think it's 96, I believe, when it, He's interviewing David Wallace, um, the writer of Infinite Jest. Oh, I thought. I'm um, just a really <laughs> sorry. I thought you meant David Wallace from The Office. Sorry. <laughs> sorry go ahead. No, no, no. Very it's easy to confuse. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> David and... Foster Wallace is probably the <laughs> <laughs> the way Thunder Mifflin. Yeah, <laughs> that'd That's be a great fun. interview. But yeah, it's it's one of those movies that surprised me, and um, yeah, I really just really enjoyed it. Kind of like the different tone that it took, um, a little bit existential, and I kind of like that. Um, number nine, um, I put, uh, you know, I was kind of back and forth whether to put this on my list, but I I really liked it, and I kind of wanted to go with my gut with this list, kind of not ones that I think that are on other people's lists or just kind of. I went with Star Wars here, The Force Awakens. We're um, so low. I it was, wow, interesting. Well, I thought it was really, really fun, and I don't think that it was like the theatrically the best movie I saw this year, but it was like everything that I wanted it to be as a fan, as a, so a, a disappointed fan of the, the previous three, and a huge fan of the original three, um, just wanting so much from it. And there's Boy, the expectations were so high for this yes, movie, and um, I think everybody involved really, even you know the the older cast members, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford. You know, the, I really enjoyed Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher not so much, but um, it it was really fun, and I and I it fulfilled all my expectations, and that's all I wanted from it. I was like, you know what, this this deserves to be on my list. Uh, number seven, um, this might be a little bit lower um, than what than other lists I, I saw. Um, Mad Max, um, <gasps> wow. Road to Fury, um, Tom Hardy and um, Charlize Theron, and uh, that this was a re- another really fun movie. Yeah. Um, probably the best action movie I've seen all year. Um, it it was just like. A little bit out there. Um, there were certain parts of it that, like, I when we did the review, that I was a little more questioning of, like the guy with the big guitar <laughs> just blasting this massive speaker while they're like, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, the they're part. the warriors chant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's just like things like that would remind you, kind of, okay, yeah, this is Mad Max. This is this is a little off the wall. This is a little crazy. I remember watching the uh, Road Warrior. Um, Mel Gibson, and um, that one's a little off the wall, too. So um, that is my number seven. Uh, I'm sorry, number eight. Going the, uh, going the wrong way here. No, you're number good. eight. You're good. Num- you're good. Number seven um, is going to be uh, a, I believe this is the fourth, or uh, one of the movies in a long, long line of 
Rocky movies is Creed. Oh um, yes. I really, I was, I was, so I surprisingly uh, just very, very, very much enjoyed this movie. Michael B. Jordan just continues to impress. I, I don't think I've seen him in something that I haven't um, at least <laughs> enjoyed. Um, I don't see. I, I didn't hate Fantastic Four as much as you as you did, but I, I didn't think he was bad in it. I think he was poorly written part for him, um, but I, I think he delivered it pretty well. It was pretty cookie cutter, but. You know, I like him as an actor, and I think he did. He really just pulled it together for this Creed movie. Boy, Sylvester Stallone, I had real, really low hopes for him in this movie. <laughs> and uh, God, somehow, he is getting so much praise, man. He is. I know. I, I, I really like, is. I don't. I mean, I we, don't, won't, we I, won't get into hashtag Oscar so white, but I mean, God, yeah. like, I getting all this love. Like, Michael B. Jordan was clearly better. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I, I was just about to say, I don't think that he is quite deserving of this Oscar talk. Now, it's one thing to say he, he was, you know, he was a good supporting actor. I don't know about an Academy Award, um, um, but, you know, I digress. Uh, so that was number seven here. Go Tom Hardy, by the way, for best supporting. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I had to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, number six, uh, oh, boy, this could have gone higher up my list, to be honest with you. Uh, Sicario is my Ooh, number six. Good one. Um, Benicio Del Toro um, just kills this movie. And I really love him in <laughs> a lot of things, most everything that he's in. Um Really kind of intense thriller um, about the cartel and um, just kind of the Mexican-U.S. relations and um, kind of the undercover kind of, um, what is it, DEA, CIA, one of the two kind of relations between yeah. the two. It's really, really fun movie. Um, I kind of wanted a little, I wanted more from it, to be honest, but um, only because it was so good. So that's my number six, Sicario there. Right. Super badass. <laughs> Dude, that's, I love that movie. Was so sick. That's a good start yeah. to the list, sir. So uh, that's your uh, that's your ten through six. So uh, ten through six. Yeah. All right. So then you have five through one, and then uh, let me go ahead because we're gonna save this uh, beautiful Irish man for last for his uh, first uh, few movies. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and jump in here with my number ten. Um, but before I go ahead and do that, just a few movies that were so close and I'll just like, oh, I can't put you on. So, uh, Br uh, Bridge of Spies was right there. Couldn't quite put it on. Um, uh, Kingsman, Secret Service. Love that movie. Couldn't quite get it on there. And a Dope, which I loved. And I just, I, I just couldn't find a spot for it. So, I'm sorry, guys. You guys, those are really good. Alright, so my number 10 is a movie that I actually really... Actually, Scott, you gave it a higher grade than I originally did when we did a review for it, and I own it. I've been watching it a lot more, and it's like, god damn, I really enjoy this, not just because it's fun, but because it's fun on a uh, smaller scale. And my number 10 is Ant-Man. Uh, uh, with Edgar Wright leaving the project, I was really concerned that I was going to suck um, when they brought in... Uh, you know, Paul Rudd to rewrite it and Adam McKay to direct. I was just like, I don't know. But Paul Rudd sells himself as a superhero and really does a hell of a job. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, who I'm so in love with, uh, she was actually really good as a, 
as Hope, and then Michael fucking Douglas, like, who we haven't seen in a while, as Hank Pym. Like, I, I love the movie. I love the way it connects to uh, to the rest of Marvel's cinematic universe and a cool fight scene between him and uh, Falcon. So, uh, yeah, that's my number 10. Um, my number 9 is a lot lower on the list than some people might like, but it's not your list, so whatever. And that's <laughs> and that's uh, Inside Out. Um, loved Inside Out so much. Just great animation. Uh, Amy Poehler was amazing. A joy. Uh, Bill Hader. I mean, the voice cast was ridiculous. And the animation's so good. And the story is just heart-wrenching. It's like, it's sad at points. Um, with multiple gut punches. And just Pixar at its best. Like, maybe the best movie they've done. You can make a very good case. Um... Scott, you saw Inside Out, right? I did not end up getting around to seeing that one, unfortunately. That's one of the ones that I never got, what? never, I just missed in the theater, and I never got around to. I know. Oh my God, so... I saw it, Hunter. Yeah, and, and you liked it, right? <laughs> I love Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah, that's... it's uh it's it's it hits on so many different levels. It's fun, and you know, it's a uh, it's it's pretty sweet. Pixar just keeps churning out these gems yeah just just stay away from doing cars movies Pixar and planes don't don't do any more of those but uh that's my number nine uh my number eight um it it, it could be higher on people's lists but I just for when I saw it and what I took away from it I it's still at my number eight and that's Ex Machina um, a movie that a lot of people probably overlooked and you shouldn't have because Oscar Isaacs and uh, was amazing in that and just a fucking creepy, just very like cautionary tale which we won't follow where it's like, hey, technology can be bad if you like fuck with it and you know the whole play God aspect. I mean, it's an it's a modern day version of Frankenstein, really, and it's so well done. Um, Ugh, just fucking cringe-worthy, uh, uncomfortable, uh, very much turns the mirror on you and kind of goes, like, how would you contribute to this? Um, I absolutely love that movie. So that's my that's my number eight. Uh, that's my number... And it seems like... It, it seems so real, too. I was like... I was like... After watching, I was like, this shit's happening somewhere. <laughs> Ser- seriously, like, you... Like, somebody's got this robot girl down in their, in their basement on their on their mansion, on their 100-acre Mark Zuckerberg land. Is, is out in the woods of Chino Hills <laughs> with some, <laughs> some machine. Yeah, it's an autobiography. <laughs> seriously, man. Though, it, it, that movie, I remember in the last 20 minutes, are just so goddamn intense. It's like, oh my god, what is happening? It's... It's so good. Fucking love that movie. Um, my number seven movie, my, again, is going to be something that's probably higher on people's list, but again, just sorry, uh, was Mad Max Fury Road. Um, the re- One of the reasons it's so low, and it's not really, it's not, I don't think it's anyone's fault per se, it's not really a bad thing, but it's called Mad Max Fury Road. It's not really about Mad Max. <laughs> I mean, again, like it, the movie doesn't suffer from it, but you know, it is called Mad Max, and I was like, uh, okay, but Charlize Theron was a badass in this movie, and Nicholas Holt, uh, aka Beast, um, the whole movie, <laughs> like, the whole movie is so well done, and 
I saw it with Colin in IMAX, and I, and I looked over at Colin at a point. It's like I, I and I was just like, I don't think I can handle it anymore. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah, we did. There was like one point where it's been like twenty minutes straight of action. We just look at each other like, what is happening? <laughs> I can't stop like cr- like grip, grabbing the sides of my chair. Seriously, like I mean, oh, and that that part in I don't really think it's a spoiler, but the part with the girl like gets like run the fuck over you're like jesus christ like it's just it's so insane but i i adore that movie so that's my that's my number seven and uh my number six is something that i know a lot of people probably didn't see but you should have because it's such a well done movie and that's 99 homes with uh andrew garfield and uh oh nice i made your list and uh michael michael shannon aka uh general zod but more importantly the evil bad guy from premium rush um he was yes a good shout out like he he was such great movie he was such i love any good premium rush (laughs) (laughs) absolutely one of my all-time favorites. It's a classic movie. I fucking love that movie. But 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 <laughs> before we just all start talking about how much we love Premium Rush. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go right into Premium Rush. I, uh, don't even give me, a, give me an inch, I'll go a mile. That movie. <laughs> like on a bicycle? Oh, snap. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but Michael Shannon was such a fucking piece of shit in this movie. You just hate him. And then see how Andrew Garfield's character is like dragged into his world just out of necessity for trying to survive on his own. And it's just, I was so uncomfortable watching that movie the whole time. Like I, my skin was crawling. I was like gripping the seat. Like I was in Mad Max. I'm like, God damn, this is so tense. And Andrew Garfield, I did not know he had that in him. I was like, wow. I did not think you could go where you need to go to pull this, this out, but bravo, sir. So 99 homes, if you have not seen it, uh, please, please go support the movie. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so that's my number six. So now we move on. We save the best for last. <laughs> Colin, good, Colin, good sir. What is your? What is your? <laughs> very nice. What's your ten through six? Oh, so way to, way to build so me up man. there, just so I can let you all down. Like, no, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Okay, no so way, man. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta throw out some honorable mentions because my list is so important. I know that you know directors and actors are gonna get really butt hurt when they just don't hear that they're on my list. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> um, so <laughs> there was some, uh, there was some indies I saw this year that were pretty sweet. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Pawn Sacrifice with uh, uh, Toby yeah, McGuire. That was one. actually, that was it was pretty sweet. Uh, it was, was kind of one of those. Um, biopics of Bobby Fischer. There's been a couple done. You know, he was back in the days of the Soviets when, you know, people didn't know if we were going to nuclear war and stuff. It was a tense time, and there was this dude, Bobby Fischer, that just started crushing people at chess and became kind of a national hero. <laughs> that was like uh, crushing so. people at chess. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, that was really well done. I like that one. Um, the Stanford Prison Experiment was pretty crazy. It was about... Um, I saw that. This old 1970s uh, experiment done in, in Stanford University 
uh, about the, the effects mentally on people that were dehumanized when they were put in prison and given numbers instead of names. It was all based off a real story, and it was really well acted and directed, and it was really cool. Recommend everybody seeing that. That was really good. Uh, Inside Out, we talked about that. Had to mention that. Didn't make the list, but it was super sweet. And then I also like Black Mask, because it's just a bunch of Irish gangsters, and who doesn't love that? <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway, those are the honorable mentions. But to start out my list with a bang. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I know this wasn't making anybody's list, but I had to throw it out there. Because oh I just, these are these movies, there's got to be like at least one a year that's just so stupid and awesome and over the top that it's just like, I'm going to love wait, it. Is it. Wait, can I, can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah, is, you can is guess. Is it Series 7? No, no, but it, has, oh. it still has The Rock in it. Oh, San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not joking you. After seeing San Andreas, I was like, I could watch that movie probably ten more times. Like the, it's just The Rock versus an earthquake, <laughs> and spoiler alert, The Rock wins. So that makes <laughs> like millions and millions and millions of people are dying during this movie, but like you don't care because The Rock like saves his hot wife and his hot daughter, and like it's totally chill. So anyway. San Andreas, number 10. Pretty sweet movie. Solid, solid, solid. No, I'm so happy that's on your... That was your Pacific Rim this year. You were just... That's what, well, Pacific Rim would have made, like, my number one. Yeah, excuse uh, me. More like top five. Yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, uh, San Andreas is definitely in that realm of, like, I know it's not great. Shut up. I still love it. But, um, anyway. So, number nine. Moving on. I uh, didn't get a, as much love as I thought it was going to get once uh, Oscars came out, but, uh, you know, I know there's not enough white people get enough credit in Hollywood, I swear. <laughs> That's the deal yeah, here. It's like but, minorities are cool now or whatever. Um, but I, re I really loved Steve Jobs. Mm. I had to put it on. I love Fassbender. He's like one of my favorite actors now. Um, I need to see Macbeth. It came out this year. Apparently it's really, really well done, and he's like incredible in it. Um, he's also a great Magneto. Everyone knows that. That's true. Uh, but yeah, Fassbender's awesome. I and I really liked his portrayal of uh, Steve Jobs in uh, the movie, also called Steve Jobs. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's my number nine. Really liked uh, the way that one played out. Number eight uh, was both on. Uh, no one got it in the top five, and including me, it just I guess it just didn't crack. You know, um, there's just a lot of good movies out this year, but it was super sweet. Um, and it was Mad Max, yeah. uh, Fury Road. So, yeah, like Hunter, you said, and I, I think you mentioned it too, Scott, is like, you know, some people might put this higher on their list. And obviously, for an action movie to get this much, like, Oscar buzz is kind of crazy to me. Yep. Um, because it is kind of an over-the-top action movie. Uh, but there is some substance there with Charlie Theron's character and, and the way it all plays out. And there's a pretty good twist. And it's a good story, but the action is what makes this movie... Um, so I was I was all about Mad Max. I've already watched it again since it came out on on Blu-ray, and I'll yeah I'll probably watch it several more times. So number eight, yay Mad Max, good job Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven, again this probably could be higher in in other years, uh, but there's just some there's just some other cool movies that I liked. But, uh, man, Chris Pratt is one of my favorite big blockbuster movie stars now. And him just 
riding a dirt bike with like five velociraptors going to save the day. From like, <laughs> like, good God, that's right in my wheelhouse. So Jurassic World. And then you get the big musical score that just like brings you back to you when you're a little kid watching the first Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Um, and it's, you know, they, they, these, there's some movies that come out now and like, there's so many remakes and there's so many like reimaginings of these old nineties and eighties films. It's like so many get it wrong. And then there's a few that like you, you get it right and you have to just like praise those movies for doing a good job. Um, I mean, like we saw Zoolander, which was such a mess. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see, you see yeah. I didn't see Point Break, but I know that wasn't super good. Um, so, I mean, there's just. I, I like to praise movies when they do a good job, and I thought Jurassic World was super sweet. Um, I could watch that a ton more times. And the, the special effects—that didn't get any credit. I don't know if it got any credit for special effects. I know Star Wars is up for best special effects this year, but I didn't see. Yeah, I don't think so. Jurassic World in there. So. Yeah, I, I surprising. Like, I like that we have. I, I, I like that you're given like. We have different perspectives on this show. You're giving because you. It seems like you really appreciate like a good action movie. Like you, if it blows you away, like it doesn't matter. Like you know, if it, people think it's necessarily like Oscar buzz or what, like Jurassic Jurassic World, for example. It's like it. You know, <laughs> you like your action movie. You like you like the. You like you appreciate the intenseness and the the thrilling like movie. Maybe over, you know, something <laughs> not yeah, so no, thrilling. I, you, you know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate that that point of view that you have of putting a movie like that so high on your list. Is like I appreciate that. Yeah. Well. Well. Thank you, kind sir. Yeah. Oh, I you're mean, welcome. Like, yeah. I think I'm just, you're just, I'm just a regular hot, okay? dude, man. Like you can go. You can, you can, like, <laughs> I'm just like one of the guys. Like, dude, like, if you like dude movies where a lot of stuff blows up or there's big monsters or earthquakes, like, I, like I'll watch that any day of the week. You should, like, start a side so, podcast. you should start a side podcast called Dude Movies with Colin. Uh, I would totally do that. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely. There's not a lot of females that are going to have my top ten, let me tell you right now. but um, And that's okay. And that's okay. I got the Scott... Seal of approval. So now I know my. <laughs> I don't so, know. You still have a few more to go. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Right. Drama. Uh-oh. Well, I think I next one's a safe bet because you had it on your list too. So number six is Creed. Another great mm, dude movie. Great call. <laughs> nice. Yeah. God, Michael B. Jordan is such a a great actor. He's he's uh he's... you know totally getting snubbed this year, and he uh, yeah. man that movie's just. The movies, but the whole movie though is well directed. That first fight scene, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know if I've seen. And there's so many boxing movies out there these days. It's nice to go and see a boxing match in a movie and feel like this is fresh and new. And that first one, the 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 last fight wasn't as cool because the first fight was like literally it plays out the first two minute round. He goes and sits down. He gets back up. He plays the next round. There is not a break in the in the entire like shot. Um, and it feels like you're right in there, especially watching it in the movie theater where you got the sound effects booming. And I mean, like that was edge of your seat watching that. Like, wow, this is incredibly well done. I haven't seen something like this, um, in a boxing movie ever. And the acting, the story, everything was great. The homage to Rocky. I mean, Sylvester Stallone is probably getting a little more credit than he deserves, but he was still awesome and it's still Rocky. And, and he was still, you know, he had his emotions and, 
um, you know, it, it was good. It was super sweet, and it was my number six. All right, so we are going to jump back to Scott to finish out his list. Sir, what is your five through one? Oh, boy, so much pressure. <laughs> I get the first one to say what the number one is. Uh, do you want me to do number one? Would you like me to do my number one, or do you want me to, Ooh, you know, let's, you want me to hold we'll, off? We'll, you can do your four through two, and then we'll all go back around. Okay. Well, we'll okay, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> That's um, All right. So, uh, number five is probably the biggest surprise movie for me of the year. Um, not I, Well, I guess I shouldn't say surprise. I should say um, skeptic, I guess I should say. I'm very skeptical going in this movie because a lot of buzz around it, um, especially when Oscars roll around, of not how not a lot of... Uh, black actors or minority actors, for that matter, getting nominations for um, lead, uh, either a lead or supporting actor or a- anything like that that isn't that isn't a star, basically that's on screen. Um, and this one is straight out of Compton. Mm. I I really really like this movie. Um, nice. This uh, just the the acting of all. Let's see, uh, the three of Dre and Ice Cube, um, Easy E, just those those actors um, just killed it. Those guys killed it. And coming out of nowhere, I didn't even know um, Ice Cube's son was it Calvin uh, uh, O'Shea uh, Jackson Jr. O'Shea Jackson, thank you. Um, I didn't even know he acted to be Neither honest with I. you. And um, Looks, it played played a perfect role. It's so hard to do. I feel like, you know, the stereotype about these sort of you know, documentaries about rapping, especially or hip hop, is that they're all about the same thing and uh, that they're not necessarily well made or they can't be well made because they they're of that genre. And they just they killed this movie. And the the music helps for oh, sure. Yeah. And it was used used perfectly. The soundtrack was amazing. Um, so that's is O'Shea number. Jackson Jr. going to start like taking over the Are We There Yet franchise? Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope don't, not. Don't, I hope don't not. put that on. Don't put that on him. <laughs> that would be so sad. Well, I mean, if he if he's following in his father's footsteps, it's the logical next choice. God damn it! <laughs> that made me very sad. I'm not gonna lie. So. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, you're making me so sad on such a happy day. <laughs> we no, don't all love kidding. the. Uh, are we there yet? No, okay. My bad. I, I think I saw that one in theater. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that in theater. I was very disappointed because I saw it with a bunch of people who just loved it. Uh, uh, okay, sorry. We're sidetracking. No, no, um, <laughs> okay. Number four, um, and this was, I apologize, Hunter, I didn't realize this wasn't a wide release, um, but I did have The Revenant in number four. I think it was like one of the coolest um, coolest movies, like cinematography-wise. Um, just, it, it was almost a, almost an art piece to me um, in, in that, in certain respects, and they just let, Leo just do his thing. It was pretty much just him and a camera two inches from his face. And I know that can at certain points that could be much and the movie could I can understand people thinking it's too long, but I I loved every minute of it and it it was kind of funny leaving the theater. It was probably 
10, 15 degrees outside. <laughs> and it just, it's just kind of the, one of those things where you went outside. I was like, oh, Leo, I know. I can feel your pain, Leo. <laughs> but it's just like you were, you were in his head the whole time. And I love that, that um, he was, the director was able to just put you in that place. I feel like that's really tough to do. And Tom Hardy's just a complete badass all 24-7. So um, he, was, he was great as well. Um, number three was a movie that I had not heard a lot about previously, um, but there are a lot of big stars in it, uh, and that would be The Big Short. Um, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, um, Steve Carell, just really well done, kind of fast-paced, uh, a little bit complicated, at certain points, but they kind of took the time to explain parts of it to you. Kind of one of those movies you left with the sick feeling in your stomach. (laughs) And uh, it was almost, yeah, it was almost a good thing of, it was, that was what the movie was supposed to do, is to really hit you, hit you where, you know, because everybody has experienced, most people watching this movie, um, almost, you know, probably 90% of it really experienced the, 2008 kind of recession that occurred and kind of get a look inside of that, especially uh, in the country that it happened is I think it made it all the more powerful, Um, really well done. Um, And like I said, did a good job of kind of explaining it. And man, um, Christian Bale, it just like he, He's such a method. He just he just gets into every role, no matter what it is. He has like a bit of kind of like a lisp or speech impediment and kind of an off the wall character. Um, so good. He was so good. Um, all righty, number two. I have. Uh, I was this. I was really kind of arguing with myself whether I want to put this number one or not, um, but. My number one was just too good not to not to leave there. Um, number two, I uh, was Ex Machina. Um, I I really love this movie. It's not. I saw it on a few lists, kind of lower down down the sheet, um, lower down the lower down the list towards you know twelve or fifteen or so on a few. But uh, Oscar Isaac is just I I'm really loving him. He. Especially with Star Wars coming out, he played a great role there. Um, Dom Hall Gleason, I've been on his D for a yeah, while you now, have. You've, and you have uh, been speaking up for him. And I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but uh, just the whole, I loved that psychological aspect of this movie. It was the cinematography was great, um, and the effects. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm surprised that this isn't getting some sort of accolade for effect um obviously it's not special effect as in explosions and whatnot but just the effect of the robot and the girl and the faces and things like that was just so cool um yeah like colin was saying i feel like that's that's that could happen somewhere that that could be somewhere up in the hills um yeah great movie i think that uh not really getting as much buzz as it as it should have but that's one of the ones i enjoyed the most uh, do you want me to get my number oh, one? No, no, no. We're all gonna go back around. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's give the people something to wait all right. for. But uh, <laughs> okay. All right, we'll do a little teaser. I like it. And then, uh, so yeah, let me jump back in here to my number five. Um, it 
ironically enough, it's the same spot you have your it at, and it was a, it was straight out of Compton. I I just sat back, watching this movie. One of the most intense opening scenes I've seen in anything in like years. I was like, holy shit! Like that's the start of the movie. It's like, okay, yeah. movie. Like show me what you got. And you're so right. This the soundtrack helps. You know, there's just certain movies where when they go to be that to be the artist and perform live, it just doesn't hit. It just doesn't feel like they're the artist. Right. But when they get to the first time they do start at a Compton at a concert and go to fuck the police, I was like, damn, this is this is energy. This is what you get when you listen to an NWA album. So I. I I absolutely loved it. It's like you're on the almost like there isn't a lot of uh, kind of movies like that where you're on the edge of your seat, especially in you know like watching like Eight Mile or something like that. I'm not wasn't ever on my edge of my seat or anything like. I it just seems like these sort of genres, uh, it's they're not always as thrilling. But I totally agree. I was just like waiting for that first line to hit was pretty intense yeah, i mean I, I absolutely adore it. and we talked about uh you know we talked we talked about uh o'shea jackson jr you know and he and he and he was fantastic as uh, as ice cube i mean don't 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 get me wrong but i just uh what was it? i think it was Corey hawkins who played dr dre uh yes it was yeah, yeah. and then jason mitchell who was easy e i mean those two they did such a good job and the guy who played suge knight uh, our Marcos Taylor, he was horrifying. Whenever I saw him, I was like, oh shit, stuff's about to go down. But absolutely love that movie. Yeah, straight out of Compton, uh, getting fucking shafted tonight at the Oscars, which I'm sure Chris Rock will talk about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely well done. I hope so. That would be disappointing if he doesn't. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah, so uh, absolutely love that movie. My number four, I just watched last night. And it's so goddamn good. It just made me cry. It made me smile. And that's Room. Um, oh my God, Brie Larson, who uh, I've had the biggest crush on since Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I was just like, I love this woman. And twenty two, uh, yeah, and uh, twenty one Jump Street. Um, and of course, she was in like the Spectacular Now. And then she was really the emotional crux, really, of a uh, train wreck too. I was like, God damn, this girl like. She has something, and then she was in Don John, and she was actually maybe my favorite part of Don John, the little bit she was in. So, I mean, she, she could totally deserve that Oscar for Room. I think. Oh, dude, yeah, I she definitely deserves it. So, um, absolutely incredible movie. Um, it, it just uh, it wrenches your heart. It's oh, it's so good. So, yeah, absolutely love that movie. So that's my number four. Uh, my number three. Uh, one of, you know, Colin said it earlier of Jurassic World, talking about how there are things that have been rebooted and reimagined, and one of the best one- movies of the year, one of the best reimaginings was Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Oh my god, Han fucking Solo being back, um, seeing uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, um, mixing with these new characters, uh, Rey and, and, uh, and Finn. But, by mm-hmm. the way, does anyone think they're doing it? Like, I, I think they are. Like, just, I've seen them in some interviews, and it just seems like they are. Anyways, but, uh, but, so. Oh, the car- the yeah, actors? Yeah, I think they are. Are bonus? Probably. Yeah, I mean. Might as well. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> I like said, like, might as well, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we're here. Yeah. But, um. 
absolutely so well done by both of them. J.J. Uh, Abrams, who gets a lot of crap, some of it deserved, uh, moving on from uh, Star Trek and going to Star Wars and just knocking it out of the goddamn park. Um, one of the coolest lightsaber battles at the very end of the movie. I, I, I loved it. I love that movie so much. Which brings me to my number two. Um, I couldn't... I, and I went back and forth between what's my number one and this movie. I mean, I, I was really sitting looking at this piece of paper for like 20 minutes. Like, God damn it, what do I put? Um, but my number two was Spotlight. Um, I saw this after working a uh, overtime shift. I was exhausted. And I was just like, oh, God, I want to go home. But fuck it, I'll watch this. And it's one of the most gripping, one of the most depressing, um, but one of the best acted films I've seen so long. Um, I want to give a big shout to Rachel McAdams because she really doesn't get enough credit for how good of an actress she is. And she was incredible in this. And then we have uh, Mark Ruffalo who knocked it out of the park, fucking Lieb Schreiber, um, Stanley Tucci, Michael Keaton, like uh, um, John uh, uh, Slattery, I believe, the last name from Mad Men. Um, every goddamn person in this movie gave such a just incredible performance. Um, this movie is brilliant. It's so goddamn brilliant, and I hope it does well tonight. So that is my number two, and that brings us to Collins 5 through 2. Collins, sir, what you got? Ooh, thank you. Um, number five, uh, The Force Awakens. Ooh. Hell yeah. Star Wars was so sweet. <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I, yeah, I saw it twice in theaters. Um, I finally went and I didn't see it in IMAX 3D the first time, which was a mistake, and then I went and saw it in IMAX 3D later. Damn! <laughs> that movie's legit. Uh, I love the story. I love BB-8. BB-8's adorable. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so happy about the future of Star Wars, because you know there's going to be at least two more movies. J.J. Yep. Uh, Abrams is always, like, whenever he does anything, I'm just like, yep, I love it. I, there's there's few things he's directed that I haven't like loved. His the when he was doing Mission Impossible, when he was doing Star Trek, um, I was a huge Lost fan. So, yeah. Has he been confirmed for the next he's one? He's not doing the next one. I can't tell you that. He's, he's not, not doing the next that one. That is confirmed. He's not doing the next one. So that's a bummer, but at least we have this one. <laughs> <laughs> The direction, the direction of, I'm sure he's going to be like a producer and he'll oversee what's going on because I imagine uh, Disney would be scared to, you know, get have him out of the loop. But yeah, Star Wars, super sweet. Everybody knows that. Everybody in the world saw it, so don't have to say much about that. Uh, number four, I don't know if many people even saw this. It didn't get like a huge release, but. Um, it was on the way I saw it was it was one of those movies where you could rent for like a million dollars while it's still in theaters, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it was actually like it turned out to be one of my favorite movies of the year, and I'm probably gonna buy it once I have the ability to. I might actually be able to buy it now, but um, it's a Mississippi Grind, oh. which is a movie with Ryan Reynolds. And so this new actor that I'm just absolutely adoring um, is Ben Mendelsohn. He was in the Netflix original series Bloodlines, 
or Bloodline, whichever it is. And uh, I, I binged watch that show because that was an incredibly good show. And he is amazing in it. He's like scary. You like you don't know what to think about this dude. Um, and I don't know where he came from because I mean the dude is like forties, fifties, or something like that. But he did this it movie. Looks like he, was, Ryan. he was uh, in The Dark Knight, apparently. Was he really? Okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I see that. Yeah. So he's been he's been in big movies. But I, I I'm assuming he just hasn't had huge roles, um, or at least hasn't been like you know big starring roles. But anyway, yeah. This movie Mississippi Grind. It's got everything I love: gambling, you know, a couple dudes down under the bus, a lot of drinking, you know, uh, really sweet dude movie. I know there's a track here. Uh, Killing it with the dude demographic yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but I do. I love Ryan Reynolds. Um, pretty much, like uh, we we talked about it in our. If you've heard our Deadpool review, and we talked about Ryan Reynolds, basically, um, even the the movies that he hasn't. You know, there's been a lot of flops and movies that aren't super great. But I always usually, you know, I like him in them, or just the movies that he's great in. Just I feel like they outweigh his bad movies. So I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan still. Uh, Mississippi Grind, super good. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, number three, Benicio. Oh my <laughs> god, such a badass. Sicario. I love that it's so high on your list. I yes. love it. Oh my god, I it, Scott was try- okay. So Scott was trying to get us to watch this damn movie forever. Yes, <laughs> like, Ever since I saw him, like, hey, we should review this, guys. And like, I knew it was like highly rated, just like critically. But I'm just like, oh, I don't know if it's like you know, going to be badass. Turns out it's super it badass. <laughs> so right up my alley. Um, Scott talked about a lot of the, the good parts and we have a, we have a full review of it, um, which is actually uh, a really good review. You guys should go check it out. You know, <laughs> go pineapple seven, seven, five should uh, subscribe to friends. But um, yeah, Mississippi grind. And no nope. Sicario. There we go. <laughs> Sicario is uh, super sweet. Uh, I loved, I loved uh, just everything about it. The the way uh, you kind of follow Emily Blunt's character, um, you, she kind of acts as like the unknowing, like unsuspecting person going into this very like um, mysterious situation where uh, Josh Brolin's character isn't giving her a lot. Uh, she just has to go in because she wants revenge um, for some some stuff that went down near the uh, beginning of the movie. And it's that was just a great movie. Um, I think it's getting a little bit of Oscar um, love here and there. Um, no big categories, but uh, that was a great one. A movie that is getting a lot of Oscar buzz, and I think well-deserved, is my number two movie was The Big Short. Uh, that was my favorite movie of all the Oscar-nominated movies. Um, I think Mad Max was the other one that I have on my list. Um, I don't know if I have any other movies on here from the from the Oscars, but um, The Big Short. I thought that movie was awesome. I love the topic of the huge, um, like the Great Recession, how it all went down, how just how people were predicting this and they made money off of it is just so fascinating to me. And it follows these different characters that are all based on real life people that did this. 
Christian Bale is this crazy character that listens to metal music the whole time, and he's this obvious genius who completely foresaw this housing market crash and basically bet bet on it happening. Basically, you know, he, he shorted it, hence the name The Big Short. Um, and the same with uh, Steve Carell's character and uh, a couple a couple other people in the movie um, that they that they um, spotlight. So it that that movie it's it's my favorite movie of, of the year for the Oscar nominations. I hope it wins. It's not going to, but um, I'm gonna probably be rooting for that movie. So anyway, that was my number two. All right. So now we move on back to Scott. Scott, my friend, what is your number one favorite film of this past year? The number one <laughs> for Scott's number one list of the number one movie of the year. Uh, Spotlight. I want Spotlight. Oh, great uh, this, choice. This was like, it was really hard not to just based on the, Hunter, you, you nailed it when you said that the just the acting all came together in this movie. Just incredible acting mark ruffalo who should win not even probably maybe might not uh, actually win this uh, oscar but he should win for supporting um michael keaton killed it he always kills it um lee schreiber a total badass overall i gotta interrupt you you said michael keaton always kills it okay that's a little <laughs> well okay i i his past few performances i've really enjoyed <laughs> Um, <laughs> Lee Schreiber, um, overall badass, really, really great in this movie. Not necessarily a badass in this movie, but I mean, he is, so deal with it. Um, John Slattery, uh, incredible actor as well. It's just like when you have, some, you know, sometimes they'll try to just cram all of these high priced or, um, really well known, highly acclaimed actors in a movie and just try to make it work. And it doesn't always work. It doesn't necessarily mean a recipe for success. And um, more often than not, I don't really like those ones. They don't draw me to the big block blockbuster movies that is like, oh, look at all these actors that you really enjoy in this one movie over here. And I'm usually not drawn to those. But this the, the subject line and the, the thoroughness of... The, it seemed like they – I'm not 100% privy to the complete details all of, the, of all of this uh, actual story that the Boston Globe came out with. Um, but, uh, you know, just it seemed like they really took their time with it and uh, made sure that it was um, what they say that it was. You know, and they really kind of followed the, the actual timeline and um, the actual events. Um so really kind of cool also to see the inner workings of the newspaper and of the inner workings of a medium that is not going to be around very long. So really cool, super interesting, extremely well acted. Um, if you want to just go see an all around great movie, great performed movie, I would say Spotlight is the one. Dude, that's, that's a great call for your number one. I am so happy you love that movie as much as you did because... I mean, obviously it was my number two, but I, I fucking adore that movie. So, all right. Well, it is time to jump into my uh, number one here. We're going to save uh, Mr. O'Neill for last. So, when I think of movies 
that I love, it's not always just about the movie. It's about the experience you have in watching the movie. And I didn't have a better experience this year than when I watched Creed. Creed is the best movie this year. Michael B. Jordan, fucking badass. And Colin talked about it earlier, how the first fight they have, it's like done in real time. And it's all one shot. And it's so goddamn brutal and and gritty and just it's so good and then you add Stallone in there and Stallone gives the best performance he's given it since the last Rocky movie <laughs> like he literally I don't know what it is about these Rocky movies it seems like he actually gives a shit about Rocky so he tries but I, I don't know man he, he was incredible in this um definitely overshadowing Michael B. Jordan which he shouldn't be and fucking Ryan Coogler who's now two for two with directing this and Fruitville Station. Um, and he's doing Marvel's Black Panther. Oh, my God. But sorry, Marvel. Anyways, but <laughs> nice. <laughs> sorry just had to get that out. But um, I'm so proud of this movie. It's so well done. It is. Um, it's so good that even the cheesiest thing I've maybe seen in a movie in the last year where all those motorcyclists are like, on their bikes and they're like riding alongside them. <laughs> even that part, even that part pumped me up because I was so like I was so in at that point. I'm like fuck yeah, they're riding beside them. It's like it's like really give me a goddamn break. But I still I loved it, still loved it. So um, that's my number one, uh, which brings us last but not least to Colin. <laughs> Colin, <laughs> sir, what is your number one? Oh, thank you. That's awesome. Um, I loved your guys' lists. You guys are exceptional list makers, oh, <laughs> I just have to say. Um, I have to say, uh, I have to admit, there's going to be a glaring omission from my from my list, and it is Spotlight. And um, I was going to have it on there, and when I was finally uh, writing it down, um, I, I literally just didn't find a spot for it, but it <laughs> did, should be did, on there somewhere. So let's just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. There wasn't the light of day for a spot for it. Um, so, anyway, I love that movie, and uh, I also love Revenant. Um, we kind of went over. I guess that's that's technically a, a 2016 release, even though it's getting Oscar um, nominations this year. So that's a that's a weird one too. Um, but those two movies, love those movies. But for me, uh, my list number one is gonna be ex machina that movie nice i mean i remember watching it and i was watching it i was like i was glued to that screen this is like i i so i'm i'm a huge fan of science fiction in general usually like the best science fiction movie of the year is going to be like one of my favorites and this movie is probably one of the best science fiction movies in a while um it's also funny too because I'm on the I'm on the IMDb page, kind of just like look, looking back over it and like reviewing it, and they have this section for people who like this also liked, and it says people who like this also liked Mad Max, Sicario, Jurassic World, and Interstellar, <laughs> and I'm like, yo man, IMDb, you know me so well. <laughs> That's totally me. Yeah. So, um, man, I, Oscar Isaac is so creepy and does such a good job at being this like billionaire uh, brilliant coder robotics engineer um and then 
uh, I guess it's Domhnall Gleeson is how you say his name. He's been doing a lot of good movies lately too, and he does such a good job at being this unsuspecting uh, contest winner. And it's one of those movies again too, where you can totally see yourself in the shoes of this unsuspecting dude. Uh, the character's name is Caleb. I mean, he's 26 years old. He's a co- he's a coder. He works for an internet company, wins a competition, and I mean, he's just, he gets taken to this creepy house by, like, helicopter. You immediately feel trapped there, right? When he drops him off and they just leave, you're just like, okay, I already feel super (laughs) uneasy. And then just, so, you, you have to walk on eggshells after that because you're trapped. You can't go run away. It's this giant land. There's nothing nearby. Um the this the whole concept the the writing the the story is amazing and the way it, it gets portrayed on film um with this i guess Alicia Vicanter who plays Ava i mean she does an amazing job the special effects are yeah, incredible are. Ugh, man i just i was in love with this movie uh it's going to be like one of those movies that i remember like 2015 like what do I really remember? Like oh, that's when Ex Machina came in, came out. So that that's why it's my number one. No, that. No, I'm so happy you put that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That that. Great yeah. Movie. That movie honestly is one of the best sci-fi movies. That might be my favorite sci-fi movie since District Nine, or like it. I love. Yeah, it's a good call. District Nine was yeah, great. And yeah, don't 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 see the stuff really after that. But that's. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? You're not, you're not, it's, this was, so that's the one part on IMDb It says people who like this also liked, and it had Kingsman, which I did like Kingsman as well. And then the sixth out of the six, the other one was Chappie. And I was like, let's settle down <laughs> with Chappie. Yeah, I saw Chappie and yeah, let's not get into Chappie. But uh, guys, that's our list of our favorite movies of 2015. What made your guys' list? Let us know in the comments below. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Colin on Twitter at the real O'Neill. You can follow Mr. Scott Nearman on Twitter at Newman and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple and uh, follow us here on SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple seven seven five. Uh, this co- coming weekend, we're gonna ha- uh, with the move the show coming back in a few weeks. We will have our review of Daredevil season one. Fuck yes, and uh, maybe oh yeah, and London has fallen because that comes out on Friday. <laughs> so we will we will have reviews for both of those movies coming up this weekend, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one.